You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Echoes of light, swallowed up by the night, remains of the day, dissolving. Chirp Radio's Eddie Sayago caught up with Dag Julian from Sunshine Boys. So first off, congrats to you guys. Recently, you guys were featured on New Cities Music 45, who keeps Chicago in tune for the year that we're all in. And I mentioned, I mentioned this because right at the beginning of that, the piece you're in, it says, don't call them a super group, meaning the Sunshine Boys. Why do you not see yourselves as a super group? Despite the fact that between the three of you have like this incredible history amongst yourselves and in- individually in music, especially mm-hmm. given all the stuff everyone has been involved in prior to Sunshine Boys. Uh, yeah, that's it, it because it, uh, it wasn't like we were these three people who were um, just these, you know, internationally revered uh, people who thought, oh, let's get together and form a super group. We just, you know, we were friends and our, our band developed in a very organic way. And it wasn't something like, let's do this to, to make a one-off record and, you know, be and make it, you know, be very wealthy from that or something. It was just, we had, we had a, we were compelled to play with each other just because of the way that we sounded when we played together and the, and the, and our experience from being in groups forever had made us not want to to waste any time. And we just, we, we shared a, a really strong work ethic and, and, um, it all, it just came together so naturally. It wasn't this kind of idea that well, wouldn't it be fun to form a super group? I mean, it's just, let's form a band, you know? So it, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that pe- people have been using, using that phrase, I think, uh, just because there we're sort of been in these well-documented bands. So, but, uh, it, it wasn't like we addressed each other as three superstars, you know, <laughs> by any means. And then actually, I wanted to ask, you guys got together back in 2016 as part of a different collective? Yes. Some friends of ours, Brett Niveau and uh, Rich Sparks, two songwriters who have, who have been around for a while, they wanted us to play. They asked Frida and myself to play with them to sort of fill out a band idea that they had to play the IPO, the International Pop Overthrow, um, a okay. thing that sort of came to town every year and showcased all sorts of bands at a kind of four or five night run at a club. Pop music, I guess, was their power pop was was what this festival seems to be about. And they had asked another bass player, Jason Narducci, to be part of it, but he is probably as busy as anyone out there and he was not able to do it. And and Rich, I asked Rich and Brett, I said, look, if you trust me on this, I, I'd like to get, I really want to have you guys ask Jackie Schimmel to do it because she's a phenomenal player and she and I've been playing for quite a long time together in various situations. And, and it was kind of my sort of backdoor method of, of getting this, of getting Frida and myself and Jackie to play together in some situation. Cause I just had a feeling that, that we would work very well together. And it turns out that, that we did. And so while they came up, while we, we, we readied the material for this show at the IPO. What was really going on is we were sort of forming an alliance, you know, separate to that. And when, when it, when it looked like the band um, that we played in called Sex Ritter with Brett and, and Rich, like they wanted to maybe 
turn that into a more ongoing concern, we ha- we had to get out, uh, you know, get in front of that and say, look, we we think we've formed something, the three of us here, and we we're going to probably focus on that. And they were very cool about that. And they have since morphed into a group called the Last Afternoons, very prolific group that they have going. So yeah, so we 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 came together as sort of hired guns, but with um with a possible idea in the back of our heads that that we would be splitting away to do something, you know, the three of us. So that was yeah, and that was that was probably uh spring summer of 2016 and I believe by November of 2016 we had our first gig as a group and then by 2018 our record came out. Our first record, Blue Music, came out. Comes Infinity Girl. She said it straight out way. Here comes Infinity Girl. She's gonna save the day. Do you remember the first time the three of you performed together as Sunshine Boys? Like live in front of an audience or amongst friends? Well, I, I certainly remember the first gig. I remember the first rehearsal, you know, and it, it went very well. Our, like I say, our first, uh, the, the first time that we, you know, had original material and, and a practice, you know, uh, scheduled. And, you know, we, we had, once we decided we were going to be band, I had a bunch of songs and, and they, they kind of went and learned them. And, and just right away, as soon as we hit, you know, the first series of chords and the first song that we played, we knew it, it was great. It was everything we hoped it would be. And so then at the, at the, uh, the first gig that we did, it would be bad if I'd forgotten it, you know, but I, th- <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it was at the G man. I think at the G man up on, on oh, Clark wow. street. Yeah. yeah. So we were with, uh, with a couple of other bands that night and, um, that went pretty well. It was really great. Yeah. We just, we just knew it. You know, we, we knew, uh, we knew we had something good and that we played together well and that the songs that we had were really sort of showcasing our individual styles and how they combine together into something we, we very happy with. And then so Blue Music came out in 2018 and then you spent 2019 working on your new album, Work and Love. Um, Work and Love, yeah. Were there any major differences in writing and recording the fo- your second sophomore album versus the first one? The first album came out because we, you know, after after really discovering that we loved the way that we sounded together, we wanted to play and that it was a real thing and we wanted to pursue it. The songs were were fast and furious. I just was writing things all the time and we would arrange them. And what happened then in between the records was Frida underwent, um, our drummer Frida Love Smith underwent a major back surgery. And that had put her out of commission from playing, recording, and had to caused her to kind of really have to reassess how she was going to approach drums and if she was going to approach drums in general, you know. So she went and and years and years of playing, you know, she she's been a, a very busy musician and with Blake Babies and Mysteries of Life and Some Girls and you know, she's she's done a lot of drumming over the years. But what happened was this this back problem that she had been experiencing in general over the years was really exacerbated by 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 drumming by by sitting down and drumming and all the the turning and and uh, you're on one side of the kit and then you're turning over to the other side of the kit and you're in motion all the time and your legs and your arms are going and you know it's not necessarily a natural 
position for a body to be in, you know? So a lot of abuse to, to her lower back over the years had finally just kind of like required this surgery. And, and she had a pretty lengthy recovery from it. But what, what came out of that was her completely rethinking the drum kit. And so she went from playing a kind of a standard four piece jazz kind of Gretsch drum kit into playing stand-up drums. So she's got a snare, a floor tom, and one cymbal. And we've used a, um, a sort of an electronic kick drum trigger that goes into us this, this kind of wedge-shaped amplifier to provide the kick drum. So that was a major thing was this kind of retooling or learning how to play together, get adjusting our sound to, to accommodate this new drum sound, but, or this wow. drum configuration. So, um, but the thing is, if you listen to the record, she's sort of masterfully kind of utilized all the different parts of the cymbal and utilized different ways of approaching the floor tom and using a kind of a mallet or a sort of a beater rather than a drumstick and or, or brushes or these rod kind of things. So there, there's been this reconfiguration of how we play together in terms of our setup. And that minimal drum kit really served us well when we were on the road because it just is a such a, a compact unit that can be set up in front of the, the headliners band, you know, the headlining band. No one's got to uh, move anything. And so that has been kind of cool in terms of us becoming much more mobile and um scaled down but still delivering the big rock sound that we have and then my last question for you given the fact that we're all going through so much right now what is one thing that you want or you would like for listeners to take from work and love or everything that sunshine boys has done so far people have people have responded very personally to a lot of our songs people people have been very supportive and i, I like to think that there's that there's maybe some some sense of optimism within the music even if it if it might be looking at darker elements uh, sometimes I, I feel that there's a that there's a, an optimism within our music largely because of the the way we enjoy making music together and, and the fact that this is a, this is something that we feel very strongly about and very compelled to do. I hope that, that, that people can listen to our music and, and, and feel an optimism within, within the, either the lyrics or, or the melodies or, or, or maybe something that's uh, addressed in the songs that people might be able to, re to relate to. Yeah. I, the, 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 it's a uh, music that comes from, definitely comes from our, our hearts. And so as, as cor uh, corny as that might sound, but I think, I think people will find uh, a heartfelt element to the music, which, which hopefully is something that uh, might be something that might be of some small comfort or assistance during a, you know, an unfortunate period of time we're going through. If not money back guarantee, if you're, if you fail to see the beauty <laughs> and optimism of our music. So there you go with proof of purchase. <laughs> I don't, hopefully no one takes you up on that offer. But, I hope so. Uh, well, thank you so much for talking with Chirp Radio about. We love Chirp. Thank you so much. It was, it's been a real honor to be on on uh, you know your your top ten list and in your in your rotation. And um, I love the work that Chirp is doing. So keep up. You know we're kind of trying to do the same sort of independent thing. So thanks to Chirp. Thank you. I greatly appreciate that. I'm trying. 
You can find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.